Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back to the podcast, Moon Lovers. I have the delightful Kerry Hur again with me in the studio today, and we have got a double new moon in Cancer again. Is that correct, Kerry? Yes, that is correct. Oh, my God. I know. It seems to be flip-flopping from Cancer to Capricorn, new moon, full moon. I'm actually Incredible. quite nervous about it because I just think, well, we've just done new moon in Cancer. And I'm just hoping that the information that we have for our listeners is different, I suppose. Well, it will be because, well, firstly, it will apply to people in different ways. But also, if people can find where this new moon in Cancer is transiting in their own chart, which I'll talk about Mm. during the podcast, they can see how they, as an individual will be affected. I see. Okay. Thank you for that comforting word. <laughs> I appreciate right. it. So it's a new moon in Cancer occurring on the 20th of July, 2020. And I normally have uh, the theme around empowerment, but I sort of felt that this podcast, it's all about nurturing. Going to go back to 2019 when, when it was all about nurturing. Nurturing yourself by looking inwardly to emotional needs. Sounds good, Sue. Mm, Take it away, Kez. Okay. Right. Well, the new moon in Cancer is happening on the 20 or the 21st of July, depending where you are in the world, at 28 degrees and 26 minutes of Cancer. Just a quick word on the retrograding planets. There are several at this point in time. They are Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune and Pluto. The retrograde motion looks like the planet stops and moves backwards, stops again to change direction and moves forward. A good analogy is when you are in traffic, you catch up to the car in the lane next to you where it appears as if the wheels are going backwards when in fact the car is moving forward. So retrogrades uh, can be seen as disruptive. However, everything slows down, allowing us to look at things objectively, get some distance to see from a different perspective. So if you look at your own birth chart to see what areas of your life are affected, you can get uh, you can actually get a birth chart from numerous websites. I think the best one is astro.com and you can see what houses or areas of your life the planets and the new moon are transiting and there'll be a link to the retrograding planets in the show notes. So we'll move on to the moon. The moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings. It is our distinctive emotional reactions and responses to what makes us feel comfortable and safe. And I cannot stress this enough that your true emotional security can only come from within. When we put our security in things or people outside of us and they leave us or they're taken away, we can have a life crisis. 
So the moon represents the energy of the mother, the home, and our main emotional needs on a daily basis that fulfill and satisfy us. The moon is about nurturing, how well you were nurtured as a child and how we nurture others. Intuitive and sensitive, it rules the chest, the breasts, stomach, which is the seat of the emotions and the female hormones. In evolutionary or soul astrology, we are taught the moon represents our ego. And you just have to consider how close our emotions and our ego are. The distortion of the moon can be overly sensitive, emotionally self-indulgent, irrational, and moody. So the new moon phase is the beginning of a new cycle. It is the best time to set your intentions. Mm, I like that. So moving on to cancer. Cancer is a cardinal water sign ruled by the moon, again representing the stomach, chest, breast, and the female hormones. Water in astrology is our emotions. The principle of cancer is I feel. It is extremely sensitive and emotional. Cancer is reflective and vulnerable and it can implode in its vulnerability even though it can appear to be very strong. Cancer senses the hurt others feel. Rejection and ridicule feels painful, almost unbearable. In fact, Cancerians have a photographic memory where stressful emotional experiences are involved. They can recall every minute detail down to who said what, what everyone was wearing, where they were standing or sitting, and anyone else that was there. Hurtful experiences send them to withdraw back into their shell where they'll feel safe and secure. Cancer needs to be nurtured and is incredible at nurturing and protecting those they care for. There is an acute intuition with cancer that picks up on where others are vulnerable and they will gladly nurture them as well. Cancer is the mother of the zodiac, in turn describes your experiences of your mother in childhood. Cancer loves anything to do with the home, cooking, the family, and the past, including ancestors. Hugely sentimental. It will hang on to something no matter how small because Mm. of the sentimental value. I know. That first hand, (laughs) my mother was Cancerian. She did the family tree too, didn't she? She did, yeah. She was extremely family oriented as well. Yes, yes. Cancer needs a lot of nurturing for their emotional security. So the home is very important to them. And interestingly, they make a home wherever they go. It holds comfort for them and they usually are real homebodies. Money also provides security, but it is the emotional security that is important. Shyness can be extreme at times. They can also be very timid and reluctant to put themselves out there because of this acute sensitivity. However, huge in kindness, sympathy, intuition, and imagination. However, just like the crab, it can hang on to relationships long after it is time to let go. So if you think of the nipper of the crab, you can cut it off and you have to pry the nipper open to release whatever it is hanging on to. Nasty. Interestingly, Sue, there is also a stubbornness with cancer. It's done in an inactive and passive way to avoid things because of the sensitivity. The moon rules the tides and as they ebb and flow with our, as our emotions do, always changing and shifting, reflecting the fluctuating moods. There's also the distortion of cancer. Sensitivity can be so acute at times, 
anything that is perceived as hurtful can bring on a huge emotional reaction. The moods can fluctuate and change at a moment's notice. If you live with a Cancerian, be them child or adult, or you're a Cancerian yourself and they are in a mood, leave them until they get over it themselves. This will let the emotion subside or you can experience a tsunami come Mm. crashing down on you. Mm. So don't poke the bear. Okay. So now we're going to combine the new moon and cancer. So the new moon, as Mm. I said before, is the ideal time to set your intention. Tapping into the energy of the cancer new moon to see where you can find emotional security and comfort. See what houses the new moon of cancer is transiting in your chart and this will tell you what area of your life will be affected and you can change to make new beginnings. For example, if it is falling in your fourth house, this would be new beginnings around family and past childhood issues. In the second house, which is falling for you, Sue, could be new ways in valuing yourself for a healthy self-esteem. In the ninth house, it could be new beginnings in studying of higher learning for feelings of of fulfillment. Now, if things need to be changed, whether that emotional security is related to your finances or home and family issues, you can set your intention here. Cancer is all about emotions and feelings. For stressful feelings and what is causing them, seek out Byron Katie to find that emotional shift and find that inner security. And that is all for me. That's so lovely. And I, I do apologise for my dog who is right here at my feet and he's just licking away furiously at a couple of warts on his feet. Oh. Is he okay? Because he always keeps us company when he we do does. our podcast, don't we? Yeah, he's very old. So I'm not quite sure what's happening with him at the moment. So um, Moon Lovers, that's what you can hear if you can hear anything. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so week one. Oh, Kerry, that was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thanks. It's yeah. wonderful. I love understanding the, the Cancerian energy. It's just... Um, May I ask you warm. a question about your mum? Yes. Was she nurturing yes. mother? Yes. Very overprotective. Oh, yes. And But they're very nurturing. She yeah. was a stay-at-home mum and she would always have hot Milo and chips for us when we come home from school, especially in winter. Yes. And she had the heater on and it, we had wonderful memories with my mum. You were very close mm. to your mum too, mm. weren't you? Yeah, mm. yeah. Very much so. So love your mums, everyone. Okay. So week one, let's look at the facts this week. So your uterine lining is sh- uh, shedding. You could keep on saying shredding. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it's shredding. It's actually just shedding. Most likely you have cramps, you have nausea, bloating, headaches, or even migraines. Your emotions might be a bit tender, and you could also be tired and sluggish depending on how good your diet and exercise routine is. I didn't have any of that when I was um, younger because I had youth, you know. Yeah, that's it. I didn't think I needed it. So I would love for you to stop this week and give up one thing that you know is not serving you. So the question is why, Sue, why would I do that? So this week you are prone to feelings of relief that your period has come, yet you may also be prone to overindulgence and a bit guilty of what was said last week. And We've spoken about that before, Carrie, about some of our regrets in some of the weeks leading up to our period. 
So if you were not aware of your hormonal shifts, then that could happen. So this might trigger you to go to areas in your life to ease your pain. And so like, let's take, um, let's take alcohol, for example, as fun as it can be. Too much can dull your senses and take away your vitality for life. You might consider stopping coffee. I know, I'm addicted. So saying that makes me quite frightened. <laughs> Yet it's not good for menopausal women with arthritis. I get it. I still do it. But can I give it up for one week and love myself enough to give my body a week's rest from the addiction and the caffeine? I'm not asking you to stop for good. Just for this week, find something that is not serving you and show up for yourself by letting it go. We've been talking about letting go. Well, this is very hard for cancer too because it's symbol it symbol is the crab. Mm. And I as I explained in a just to give people a bit of an image, at the nipper of a crab, if it's clutched onto something mm. and you cut its nipper off, mm. it'll still hang on to that thing. Mm. Letting go is huge for cancer. Yeah, okay. So this is a really good time to do that. And I reckon you will most likely cry through this because giving up something, the thought of giving up coffee for me is just so frightening because it's so comforting for me. I, I just love it. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay to cry. Now, there is a blog on our website all about crying and the science behind it and why it's so important to cry. And emotional crying, Kerry, is one of the best things because not only does it release tension, but it releases a chemical called dopamine. Mm. And that dopamine uh, sits on the cheeks and actually soothes you. Is that right? It can really soothe you. And I have mentioned this a few times over the years because when you, when you finish crying, don't you feel better? Even for the briefest of moments, mm. the feeling of like letting Purged. go, purging, it's like, oh, okay. And you may still feel tender afterwards, but... It's, it's an exercise of release, so mm. I'd encourage you to do it this week if you can. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, you. it assists with healing and is part of nurturing. I agree in this week where we can feel more relief. You can think more clearly. Uh, it's a good week for initiating and mending any issues with family members or close mm. relationships as mm. well. Mm. Uh, cancer is a cardinal sign, meaning that it, it initiates things. Mm. I agree. And crying, those gut crying that, mm. you know, when you heave and you're, mm. you're crying, yeah, mm. agree. It's not, it doesn't mm. feel too good at the time, but it is like a... Uh, it's a release of, mm. of pressure and that does your body mm. a power of good. Mm. It's very similar to when you laugh out loud and you can't yeah. stop laughing. <laughs> it is the same sort of resonance, you yeah. know, crying really hard and the grief and the pain and the laughing really hard and the fun. <laughs> yeah. They are the same energy levels, mm. both purging. I, I just love it. <laughs> week two. So with this week, with the rising levels of estrogen, your emotions may be much calmer, which will be reflected in your thinking and behavior. The effects of estrogen are well documented during this week. And a great exercise to do is to see if you can feel the difference or even see the difference. Have you ever thought about that? Thinking, okay, well, for example, Hair should be shinier, skin is brighter and firmer, your eyes are clearer, your face appears symmetrical, your scent is more appealing, your breasts are fuller, and just a general all-round spring in your step. So here is a really fun thing that I would love you to do to help you identify where it is happening for you. Like, does it really work for you? 
a lot of people don't even know that this happens mm. during week two. Okay, get a mirror. Pull back your hair if it's long and stare into your eyes. Are the whites of your eyes clear, bloodshot or yellow? Really stare into your eyes. With the same mirror, step back and review your face. Do you see any subtle changes? Does it look symmetrical? Because we aren't perfectly symmetrical. There are some subtle differences. But in this week, it has been known to be shown scientifically that our face has become a little bit more symmetrical because of the high estrogen. So get up close and look at your skin. Stretch it. Does it bounce back? That's a funny one for asking a menopausal woman, <laughs> but we're not asking you guys. You aren't menopausal. You are young and fertile and in the prime. Look at your hair. Feel it. Smell it. Give yourself a scalp massage. Is it in good condition? Does it feel better this week than it did last week? Now, this is another good thing. Write down every bad thing you said about yourself while doing the above exercises. And like I mentioned in my last podcast, counter any unkind words towards yourself with, but that might not be true. Well, that's a Byron Katie question. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Can you absolutely know that that's true? Yeah. Like, remember last podcast, I talked about my nose. Mm. Someone told me that I had a big hawk nose. And I agreed with that bully when I was seven years old. But you know what? Now as a 54-year-old, I go, that's not true. You know, I believed it for so many years. Yeah, decades so, probably, yeah. did you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what you say to yourself may not be true. Or even if it is true, then you can counteract that again by saying, yeah, but what can I do then to help myself through this and can do? So lastly, did you know that alcohol can heighten estrogen levels? which can be why some women report aching breasts post-party night. So drinking too much too often can cause estrogen levels to soar unusually high. Now, with cancer research warning that this can increase your risk of breast cancer as breast cancer tumours and estrogen sensitivity go hand in hand. So check in with how much alcohol you are consuming. We really love you and we want to we want to make you safe. So alcohol consumption is a really big thing that you need to consider, not only in week one, but in week two, because of the of what happens with high estrogen and high alcohol intake as well. So just be mindful of all that. And of course, when you have high alcohol intake, you're more prone to criticism of yourself when you're looking in the mirror and you've got all your makeup on and you go, oh, that looks really nice. But what about all your makeup off? and you're looking closely at yourself, do you still say, oh, that's nice? Or what else do you say? It's all about your perception on things. Absolutely. And we, most of us don't have a healthy perception of ourself until you start to realise how fascinating mm. you are. Mm. And those stressful thoughts that you're talking about, to unravel them, to get to the truth, mm. you find that any stressful thought is a lie. Mm. Now, that is comforting in itself. Yes, yes. Total lie. Mm. So when you're talking about nurturing yourself, well, f sorry, firstly, just going back to that that thought, Byron Katie at thework.com, mm. I mention her all the time because she has a process that's free mm. that helps us unravel the stressful thinking. And it's true, Sue, if you are having stressful thoughts fueled by alcohol, it magnifies it mm. even more. Part of the nurturing yourself, well, if you might be a person that nurtures others, do you leave yourself out? I mean, that's another thing that uh, a thought that I had. When we don't nurture ourselves, we can hemorrhage energy that leaves 
the coincide the coinciding parts of the body week. So if we're talking about the new moon in Cancer, it rules the breast, the stomach, mm. uh, the female hormones, and the chest. Mm. So if you're hemorrhaging energy because of your criticism of yourself, then you're going to have a weakness there in your body. Mm. I don't know if this is scientifically proven, but when I have investigated my own health, anything from a sore little finger to a sore neck, I will go into the metaphysics of and the medical astrology a good resource is Louise Hay. She mm-hmm. has a book called You Can Heal Your Life. And you see what that soreness in your body coincides with mm-hmm. so the or the thinking that it coincides with. And it is amazing how it will turn on a couple of lights. Mm-hmm. So this week is ideal to remind yourself that self-nurturing is crucial and it will provide emotional stability also for three, week three and four, mm-hmm. I felt. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know how anybody wouldn't be fascinated with themselves. I am totally fascinated with myself. Mm, mm. Well, once you stop the chatter, though, once you stop the chatter of self-negativity and self-criticism, you can then start to say, hey, hang on, you are pretty good. And I think that does also come with age. And I it think, does. That is true. Yeah, and and you really don't give two flying hoots. Hoots. <laughs> Thank you. I've been trying to stop swearing on my podcast. Thank you, Kerry. You don't because, and, and this is where we'd love you to get to, um, Moon Lovers. You need to get to this point now in your 20s, in your 30s and in your 40s before you reach your 50s. Do it now. Don't worry about what other people think or... Well, you, you may said it before. You gave a great clue before. Just start with that question. Is it true? true. Is it true? You're breaking your neuro pathway That's going, right. hang on, don't think that way. So as soon as you break that, that neuro pathway thought... It then goes, oh, hang on, okay. So you'll wake up going, oh, well, what is the truth? And then you can restart to shape the way you think about yourself. That's mm-hmm. how I've been doing it because I'm a fabulous, fascinating woman. That's, That's right. what I say. You well, know? we talked about core beliefs in the last podcast. Core beliefs, yeah. Oh, gosh, I am working through so many core beliefs. It's amazing. Yeah. We're <gasps> getting off track. Okay, so week three, ladies, week three. Week three has the hormone progesterone rising. And it is a natural sedating hormone. It makes sense that sleep would come easy for you during this week, especially if the hormones active this week create a natural slowing down feeling. If sleep does not come easy to you this week, then let's talk about what you are doing that might be causing sleep deprivation. Did you know that the light from the backlit devices such as TV screens, laptops, tablets or phones can disrupt our circadian rhythm, cause interrupted sleep and actually lead you to feel zapped of energy, even after a good night's sleep. Also, according to my guru, Dr. Libby, light destroys melatonin. That's our sleep hormone. So too much bright light, too close to bed can be highly disruptive to what your body naturally wants to do. An overactive or stimulated mind that has trouble winding down can be made worse by looking at screens leading to many people getting into bed only to feel that they are tired but really wired. Mm. So try switching off your devices 90 minutes before bed and see if it leads to a more restful sleep and increased consistency in your energy levels. Because it's all about for this week, you need to maintain progesterone levels. 
If estrogen becomes dominant or if progesterone just sort of wanes away, you're going to be affected by this in the next couple of weeks as your cycle comes to an end and your period starts. So sleep is so important. So what I'm doing is I'm stopping all electronics at seven o'clock of a night time. That's TV, which is really sad because I love Netflix. But then that'll also stop me from binge eating as well. And I might have a bath or read a book and I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to go to bed by 8, 30, 9 o'clock, even if I have to read until 10 o'clock. I think that that's going to be a good habit to form. And then you can wake up really early at 5 o'clock and then you can do so much with your day. Like if you start work at 9 and you've got an hour commute and you've got to start getting ready at 7, if you get up at 5, that's two hours, Kerry, that you have up your sleeve to do whatever you want to do mm. before the 7 o'clock shower and breakfast, get in your car by 8 o'clock, an hour travelling, 9 o'clock start. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's, um, that's what I have for week three. Well, I have a question for you, Sue. Yes. Is there any oils, essential oils, that would help with progesterone? Great question. Okay. There's not really a specific one to increase progesterone or even to decrease it or any other hormone. What we want to try and do with essential oils is bring the body back to homeostasis and to help our bodies create a nervous system that allows our endocrine system to become equal. Does that make sense? Mm. So some of the oils which I would probably recommend to use to bring the body or the endocrine system back into a nice homeostasis place would be clary sage, bergamot, ylang-ylang, frankincense, of course. These are the oils that women have traditionally used to to help them with their um, menstrual cycle in general Mm. and their fertility. Well, just a... Just uh, on the topic of sleep, I've actually been using lavender oil. Oh, lavender. Yes, of course. It actually is a calmative on the nervous system. And so using lavender with that breath technique that I showed you last Mm. month Mm. can get you to sleep within 10 minutes. (laughs) Lavender and vetiver is another one. Okay. Mm. Thank you for that. It's okay. Well, lack of sleep can really as you've said, upset so much in our bodies. So what is bothering you? Whatever it is, look at it head on. Is it your finances, health, children, relationships? Set your intention to address what fears and worries you have and release and shift those feelings and emotions from your body. And that you can do with the Byron Katie process, mm. the breathing technique and the oils and diet. And meditation. And, meditation, oh. lots mm. of resources to use. And this takes effort to do this. Mm. So week four. So this week is definitely a time when seeking balance is a must, simply because our bodies are not in balance from a hormonal perspective. And especially if we don't look after our progesterone levels three or four days beforehand. Our tendency as women is to turn inward and rock on our spot. Yeah. yeah. We do that. <laughs> we just rock on our spot during week four. It's like, oh, come on, just get it over and done with. Get my period here. So, look, I remember some years back walking around Bunnings with my husband when I started to feel unwell. Now, my hubby loves to walk up every aisle of the store just on the off chance he might see something he needed. <laughs> He's an accountant. He doesn't need to build anything, but he just loves it. And I know we would be walking and walking and walking. And I remember feeling angry with him and frustrated by the endless walking. So I was feeling a little bit, you know, unwell, a bit nauseous, a bit crampy. And, you know, and I didn't know what was going on. He turned to me and he said, 
You know, you're getting your period in a couple of days. Oh, God. I, oh, my God. I hope you weren't in the oh, where the hammers were or anything, were you? Oh, my. Yeah, no. I, I was so angry. I was so angry with him. And I just, and I, you know how you feel that, that real depth, you know, how dare you do that? But I've learned over the years to catch myself just before the rage really happens. And it's a really good tool to catch that anger. Because you don't want to be remorseful. True. Because anger and remorse in week four go hand in hand. Mm. And then with anger and then with remorse, you become overindulgent and you want to be able to feed that guilt and feed that emotion. Because you know the drill. We've all gone through it. So the last few days of your cycle, just before we started all over again, is difficult. But just remember, you can help yourself by changing your mindset we have been doing so much of this over the last couple of podcasts. Your mindset and replace anger and frustration with kindness and compassion toward you, toward yourself. So if you are struggling with your emotions during week four, because look, and I get it, your progesterone is... Um, estrogen, progesterone, and your testosterone, and along with your dropping estrogen, endorphins are not coming your way as well. Because remember, high estrogen means high endorphins, naturally. They're all fading away slowly. And you are withdrawing. You're having this feeling of like a drug addict where, and I'm a drug addict because I love coffee. So if I don't have coffee, I get headaches and I get really like tight shoulders and Oh, my neck just, I feel like a snake just unfurling and I'm ready to. (laughs) (laughs) So before that happens, if you can catch yourself, remind yourself that you are in week four, remind yourself that, you know, things aren't going to be that good this week, um, especially if you haven't done the prep work in week one, week two and week three and you're really feeling it this week, just catch yourself before you say something that you regret and just love yourself. Look at all the things that you've been doing this week to, to, to try and help. Have a bath or read a good book. Or, and when we talk about overindulgence, okay, well, have a little bit of chocolate. Try to make it vegan if you can so it's less sugar. Try to, I don't know, cook a lovely dense yes. vegetable soup, maybe not with the bread. but <laughs> No, but... <laughs> Kids is about the, the stomach. stomach. That's right. You know. So feed your stomach with <laughs> nutritional food. Love yourself through it. Mm. One of the best things I think you said there was to catch yourself mm. because if you can stop, mm. especially if you are a Cancerian or you live with a Cancerian and mm. it helps you understand them a bit better, but any of the water signs are emotionally based. So if you can stop Either get away from the situation, even if you say, look, just give me a minute, I have to think about it and remove yourself because it is best to speak when you have calmed down emotionally Mm. and you wait till those emotions subside. Then you can come back. You're thinking Mm. clearer and you can look at it from a different perspective Mm. because cancer is a very sympathetic and very empathetic energy Mm. it's it's very intuitive and turning these inward to mother and nurture yourself is ideal for this week this is just part of a cycle it's Mm. just part of the cycle Mm. it it, this too shall pass as they say Mm. if you know where your natal moon is you can find out what fulfills you on a daily basis Mm. so when you're saying i can't remember what you just said (laughs) 
It's menopause. <laughs> it's menopause. Um, you said what? Well, like something like don't ha- like a drug addict. Yes. Look. Yeah. Okay. So if you look at your natal moon chart, and what the moon does is it tells us what fulfills us on a daily basis. <laughs> so if your natal moon is in Libra, as yours is. Mm. For example, it may be uh, something where you are conscious of being in balance all the time. So mm. Things get out of balance. So you'll think, okay, mm. what can I do now to bring myself back? I do that a lot. Mm. Yes, to feeling as if I'm on an even keel. Mm. If it's a Gemini moon, it might be getting more information. Just give me more information mm. so I can understand this better. For a Cancer moon, it is finding inner security. So mm. what makes you feel secure? But... Um, if anything, if those emotions, especially in this week, I mean, just remember, don't poke the bear. Mm. Don't mm. poke the bear because the emotions, want, you cannot stop these emotions midstream. Mm. So it's best to wait, take that bit of wisdom, wait, remove yourself or mm. get away from the person yeah. who it might be with yeah. and wait till those emotions subside. Yeah, that's wonderful, Carrie. Thank you. You're wonderful. (laughs) I think just secretly we just love to do these podcasts just for you and me. We're so selfish, aren't we? (laughs) Oh, my darling friend. Okay, well, that's a wrap for, for this wonderful podcast. Listeners, thank you so much for being with us today, as always. Please come and visit us on our website because there's lots of free resources that you can access, lots of free e-books, there's, um, you can actually get a, a birth chart as well. Kerry produces those for us and she adds a little bit extra for you as well. We also have a, an astrological report. It's called Your Story Told by the Stars. It's fantastic. Kerry prepares that for us based on a, a computer program that she has. Mm-hmm. And we have essential oils. We have so many other wonderful things that you might be interested in. Yeah, so there's we, a lot of resources yeah, there, isn't there? Yeah, so we would love you to come and visit us and see what you can find to add uh, meaning and more love to your life. Okay, so until the next podcast, my dear listeners, it's goodbye from me and goodbye to Kerry. Thank you so much for being here and we will see you on the other side. Bye for now. Thanks, Suze. Bye-bye, everybody.